0: Welcome to Inspired Island, where every episode we sit down with someone living an inspired life here on Vashon Island in Puget Sound. From world-class artists and musicians to chefs and business owners, our little rural island has it all. I'm your host, Grace McRae, a new full-time Vashon Island resident, and thank you for joining me on this journey to discover why Vashon is such an inspired island. And hello, everyone. Today's guest is somebody I've been hoping to get on the show for a while now. We are lucky enough to have Captain Marcia Morse in the studio. Welcome to Inspired Island, Captain. Thank you very much. Now, Captain Marcia Morse was one of the very first women captains in Washington State's ferry system, which is actually one of the largest ferry systems in the country. Just last year, she was presented a rare 45 years of service award making her one of the most experienced captains in the entire fleet. And so, Captain Morse, to kick us off, I'd love to learn a little bit more about your personal history. Where did you grow up, and were boats ever part of the equation when you were a kid?
1: Well, thank you for that question. I'm uh, actually from eastern Washington. Oh, okay. And I did, for a period of time, live uh, near a lake, but we didn't own a boat, Mm. but the neighbors did. Okay. And they had hydroplane races in the summer. So we were able to observe those and, and be close to where the hydroplane races were. But not in our own family. We didn't have a boat.
0: Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. And do you remember being on Eastern Washington? In wa- Eastern Washington, were you aware of the ferry system growing up? Did you ever come out and visit and take trips on the ferries?
1: Uh, not here, but I do remember being on a ferry that crossed the Columbia River and I believe it was Vernita. And I thought it was pretty amazing. It wasn't a very long ferry crossing, but that's probably the first one I remember. Okay.
0: Yeah, they can be the size can be pretty impactful, I think. Mm-hmm. For little kids.
1: <laughs> and what were you
0: like as a kid? What were you interested in?
1: Well, one of the reasons I ended up on Vashon was because I have horses. <laughs> And that's always been a passion since I was little. So when we uh, moved to Moses Lake, I was able to get a horse when I was about 12. Mm. And that was like my dream, you know. And so I had, grew up with four brothers and no sisters. Oh, wow. (laughs) So I was pretty comfortable, you know, hanging out with, and boys, almost all the neighborhoods, Spokane, Moses Lake, were mostly boys. I don't know why, you know, but I didn't really have a, girlfriend in my neighborhood till I was nine okay but I played you know baseball football climbed trees ran around you know whatever with the neighbor kids who are all boys
0: I guess that gave you good training to be a woman in a male-dominated field mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I think that's one reason it feels normal to me to to be working with guys and I have much of my career although that's changing rapidly now you know we're finally getting more women well, that's exciting yeah and when,
0: when you were growing up and in school, did you have your eyes on a specific career path
1: at the time? Well, yeah, I wanted to work with animals and horses. I looked at being a vet, you know, I thought, oh, yeah, that's what I'll do. <laughs> and then in college, I ended up transferring to a school where I was able to study marine biology. Oh, exciting. And ecology, which were ecology was somewhat new field. I've always enjoyed biology, zoology, you know, being outdoors. So I studied hermit crabs, and I studied ecology and different ecosystems. We did field trips to the Friday Harbor Marine Lab and the mm. ocean at El Laco. We camped out. We uh, went to Cougar Mountain Campground up at Mount Rainier and slept in really cold weather <laughs> at one point in college. And, uh, you yeah, know, studied the rivers and the sound. So I ended up graduating, studying music also, anthropology. I worked in a summer camp uh, where I worked with horses, and I trained horses because I did study horse training at Washington State University. And when I worked in the summer camp, (laughs) I was able to teach swimming, diving. I was a competitive diver, uh, AAU, and then at Washington State University. And horse training, and then, of course, horseback (laughs) riding. And I just thought I, you know, died and gone to heaven. It was my favorite job ever. Wow.
0: It seems like you've always had a lot of different interests and passions and been able to fit a lot into Absolutely. (laughs)
1: Well, my parents were both teachers and they had multiple interests. My mom was a music teacher and she taught kindergarten. And then my dad taught. He was in business for many years, then went back into teaching English, speech, drama, and directed the plays for the high school. So they had plenty of interests and kept us all busy. (laughs) And
0: it seems like they supported and encouraged you when you Mm -hmm. had interests?
1: Oh, absolutely, yeah.
0: When did you stumble into into this line of work, the Washington State Ferry System?
1: Well, and that was kind of the next step, I guess. I worked at the summer camp, finished my last quarter of school. And then um, my parents had brought my horse over, and it was the Maple Valley at a horse camp. So then I have my horse over here and a friend of mine took care of it in Olympia for a while and then decided it needed to move to Vashon where her parents were. They, went, they left, fell in love with my horse, so they wanted to take care of her here. I lived in West Seattle by then. And so I'd come back and forth on the ferry to ride and, and check on my horse. Well, one of the deckhands told me they were hiring women
0: oh, <laughs> on the wow. ferry. Novelty. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and by then, you know, I was... Looking for work. And I thought, well, that sounds interesting. I could be outside. I could study marine life, wildlife, you know, because I'd studied it in college. And um, not really knowing much about what I was getting into, but I applied. So my horse actually led me into this.
0: <laughs> and what was her name, the horse? Her name was Duchess. Oh, sweet. And she
1: was famous on Vashon. Okay. She started a lot of kids on Vashon riding and getting into horses. And some of them now have. Their kids riding, so it's pretty special. Amazing. Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah, I've, I've never heard that before. Somebody's connection to the island being a horse. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's really special. It was pretty really, pretty amazing. And what was your very first job uh, in the ferry system?
1: Uh, I just started entry level because I did not come out of a maritime academy. Okay. So it's in the cabin. Level And you just do maintenance, cleaning, traffic control, you know, answering questions, you know, standing. And those days I worked downtown, Bremerton run quite a bit and Bainbridge a little bit. So you would stand at the plank where all the people, passengers would walk on and off and you had to tie the plank off. And then you had to stand and watch, make sure. And if anyone tripped or whatever, you had to be right there to help them and answer questions. And, you know, those kinds of customer service. Duties, you know? Oh, yeah. And then you also did lots of cleaning. Mm. Yeah, we had to work actually very hard in the old days. We had lots of scrubbing and windows and stripping and waxing. And, and once you became a deckhand, uh, like on the car deck and able seam, and then you did chipping and painting. And yeah, it was a lot. Wow. Yeah. And then, of course, if there's an emergency, you have to launch a rescue boat and go People pull people out of the bay. Or if there's a fire, you have to fight the fire. And then I would. I had first aid from being a lifeguard. And did you like the work right away, or is it something you grew mm-hmm. into? <laughs> oh no, I liked. It. I was very physically active. I liked being outside, going in and out. I, re- I like people. I was kind of shy, but I really, you know, like people. It's just my personality type. So I loved helping people. I had questions. I loved doing like first aid for people. It just you know it suited me that way, and then I'd studied marine biology, so I thought, oh, this is like the great laboratory. <laughs> there are whales, and there are orcas, and there are seagulls. I mean, it was it was really pretty special. Yeah, front row view mm-hmm. to
0: the sound and all yeah. of its creatures.
1: Yeah, I thought possibly I'd be able to get involved in some kind of marine research, mm. and I thought, oh, this will be a good thing to have this experience. And some licensing and then maybe get on a research boat of some kind. Mm. Well, in some ways, the research came to us because the orca network evolved eventually. And we're part of that. We report the orca sightings and the whale sightings to the whale hotline.
0: We report
1: if, you know, we see things. And we're an active part of that monitoring, you know, the Puget Sound
0: and how do you know? Is it visual? Yep. Is it, okay.
1: Yeah, and you can hear it because we have a 800 megahertz radio that goes all the way up to uh, sound on all the ferries. So we'll get a report from, you might hear, you know, they, up off of Bainbridge, six orcas southbound at this particular time in this, you know, southbound traffic lane or northbound traffic lane, whether they go wherever they want and so you just start looking for them, you know. And they might go down the west pass, or they might go down the east pass, you know. So you have to keep your eyes open and then you'll see Yeah, the dorsal fins or they might, you know, breach. Or...
0: That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very special. I've been on, I guess, two ferries where there were orca around and the captains got on the loudspeaker to alert the passengers and it seemed like suddenly everyone on the boat was five <laughs> years old and <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like really, really special. I just think it's amazing. I love um, making the announcement too. We make sure we do that on our, my crew. And uh, actually, one, I went to a meeting once when Governor Gregoire was meeting with some of the employees in the ferry system. And we were just yakking, and she's looking for ideas, you know, more about the ops, you know, operations. And mm. but I had worked in the island. Enough, And I said, you've got a marine lab right here, and you have all these tourists that ride on the boats and regulars. Why not have a naturalist come on and teach on the ferry, you know, for a little while, just to help increase awareness and answer questions. And I can't say that I'm the one who implemented that, but they still come and have naturalists teach. Oh, wow. I didn't didn't know that. Yeah. I actually think it'd be great if we did it on all the runs. But um, that hasn't happened yet, but they could, mm-hmm. definitely. Because, I mean, what a gift to be in Puget Sound. And we have the harbor porpoises scoot around. They're, they're plenty of fun creatures. Osprey have been very active lately at Fauntleroy and Vashon. Okay. And then they just soar, soar, hover, and dive right there by the docks. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty good show. <laughs> Yeah, lots of wildlife. So
0: moving from being on the deck to a captain, how long of a path
1: was that? Well, actually, the, the real story is I worked as an officer when I first was hired. Or, you know, after I got my licensing, I worked my way up. So by 1979, I was an officer. Okay. And that's called a chief mate. Chief mate. And I was one of the few women. To do that, I was hired as a, one of the first women hired because I was hired the second summer or spring that they were hiring women. And so I was one of the first women to become an officer. But there were, you know, half a dozen women at the same time. And then more that came after me. And I worked as an officer because the Hood Canal Bridge blew down, <laughs> Vietnam was going on, a lot of the young men were in the military. And uh-huh. the merchant marine was real active, and we just didn't have a lot of officers. And so I got promoted right away. And I worked as an officer for over half a year right here on this run. But I did not have all my license um, endorsements. You know, you have an endorsement for each run. And I didn't have all the runs on my license. So when summer got over, and we don't have as much service, then I got... Bump back to AB. And then I got engaged. <laughs> <laughs> I got married and I had instant three kids, stamp family, and got very busy. Were you living on Bashan at that time? Um, yeah. And my husband was a ferry captain. Oh, okay. And so, you know, and I was a licensed officer, but not on the list. Mm. So I continued to work. I've been working the whole time, but I didn't actually upgrade again to be. To work until 20 years later okay, so I've been working all this time, but not as not as a captain, so 20 years ago I got my mates on the uh, this is on the seniority list. I was licensed, but now I've been working since oh one as a mate and o two as a captain okay but and then that's a process it's been a very slow process but um and are the
0: different licenses, is it an on-the-job learning and training, or do you go to actual classes and offsite
1: site for training? Okay. It's both, and that's a unique thing about working your way up is you have to have sea time mm. at certain positions, and you have to have enough sea time. And you learn a lot with hands-on, and you learn from the, your coworkers, and you learn from your officers. And the reason being that when you go in to get your license, they want you to know the practical experience of working on a vessel. And then you upgrade, Mm. which is really, really useful. Because uh, for me, and and then plus, I had a lot of time to do practical at all these different positions because (laughs) I was busy, you know, with family. And my my parents ultimately needed, needed help too. So I had all this time to work these different positions. Now as an officer, as a captain, I know what my people are going through. I know what some of the challenges are. And I try to be real cognizant of that as a captain. And I'm very safety conscious and I'm very um, conscious of people's morale Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and their emotional challenges and during the pandemic (laughs) we have a whole nother layer you know of challenges that are not in the book
0: (laughs) yeah there's no yeah Mm -hmm. blueprint for how to
1: handle all those yeah so and I really value my people and so it's all worked together beautifully for me to be compassionate and understanding of the people that work for me Absolutely, as
0: opposed to just somebody who came in mm-hmm. as a captain who might not have that holistic view of well, right. what it takes to, yeah. to make the system work.
1: Yeah, exactly. As a matter of fact, when you mentioned holistic, my, I, I put myself through graduate school also, and my master's degree is in whole systems design. And I especially focused on organizational change, group dynamics, and all these pieces because of where I work. Because mm. there are a lot of challenges there. So it's helped me with the dynamics on my crew. It's helped me with the dynamics working with other departments, and uh, problem solving. Mm. And it's, it's been really, really helpful.
0: And can you walk us through a typical day when you're going to work these days?: <laughs> Well,
1: um, to start with, I have two different schedules I work. This week, I got up at three in the morning. And I made sure I was down on the dock by a little bit after 4. Wow. And I catch the 4.30. <laughs> and then I go to Fauntleroy to Seattle, mm-hmm. and I start work at 5. I actually commute.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just like everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: have to walk down the hill, park <laughs> my car, <laughs> walk on the ferry. And then, um, then I work for 5 till 1,300, which is 1 o'clock. And as soon as the other officer... Gets ready. We chat a little bit about how the boat's running and if there's anything that's happened in the evening, anything that's coming up they know about. And then we hand off the watch. And I am working from the the minute they walk off. Okay. Know, I'm on. And then the crew comes on, the mate comes on. We all do our head count. You know, everything we have to put in the log book, we have to know who's on, who's filling what capacity, and who's in the engine room. We write down the weather. Just there's several little the tides and currents all go in the logbook. Okay. We plan our trainings for the day because almost every day we have training. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. We have required, three required drill weekly drills. And then we have quarterly drills, annual drills, uh, safety meetings, security meetings. I mean, we have a multiple wow. trainings uh, that we go through. And the weekly drills are rescue boat, fire, and abandoned ship.
0: And so do you have a, a desk anywhere or is that just the boat?
1: <laughs> well, there's a desk in each pilot house and then there's an office on one end. Okay. And there's a computer in each pilot house, printer in on one end. But there's a captain's chair. captain's chair is an elevated chair mm. because you need to be able to look out even if you're sitting. Yeah. But a lot of times you're standing by the radar looking out. Or And actually, the captain doesn't steer. A quartermaster steers the boat, which is a sailor oh, okay. who's been um, chosen to or encouraged to come up and, and be the helms person. And then they get breaks. The other deck hands on the car deck, they come up and steer the boat and give the quartermaster a break.
0: Mm. But
1: the captains by the radar on the radios, if they need to do passing arrangements, and legally uh, responsible for everything that happens on the ferry. Mm. So, it's a lot of stress. <laughs>
0: yeah, the Buck stops with you. Yep. Yeah. And looking at your career, what have been some of the the highlights? Well, I'm I'm
1: kind of a people person, so I think the special crews that I've worked with and the people, mm. and of course, and the old timers You know, in the way back years, they were real characters. (laughs) And I have some real, you know, favorite people. And uh, one gentleman was European. He actually was Yugoslavian. He grew up in Italy. (laughs) So he spoke English with an Italian accent, but he was blonde, (laughs) (laughs) blue-eyed. And he spoke multiple languages. And he was in World War II. I mean, he was in the Merchant Marine and, you know, very interesting person. And then there's another gentleman on my crew who worked in logging camps in Idaho. Oh, wow. And another gentleman who worked on the uh, Thompson oceanography vessel. And uh, I'd bring my guitar after we'd tie it. We'd stay on the boat for 24 hours and tie up the boat. I'd bring my guitar, and we'd sing, and we'd have spaghetti. And we'd <laughs> The gentleman who was from Yugoslavia loved to sing, but he didn't know the words in English. And the gentleman who was from the logging camp background knew all the words to these songs, but he couldn't carry a tune. <laughs> so we just would have a ball, you know, singing, eating spaghetti and, you know, and the, after, after the boat tied up. And then, uh, yeah, it was just, you know, fun times like that.
0: A neglected group, yeah. yeah.
1: And I really enjoy the, anytime we can have like a, we used to have a lot of crew meals and because we were on the boat so long. And I read in the newspaper one day that the best morale builders you can have for a work team are little birthday parties or potlucks. And I realized that we've been doing that, you know, my whole career. Oh, cool. Yeah. And it really helps to bond everyone.
0: And what do you say to young people who are getting involved in the ferry system or want to get involved and maybe one day become a captain? Do you mm-hmm. have any advice you like to share to young people?
1: Absolutely, yeah. I just... Um, to try it, you know, just to, to get on board, get on a vessel, get on, I mean, there are lots of different maritime opportunities, and there are more and more in some ways where they're encouraging young people because a lot of people are retiring, you know. Yeah. We're really, really looking for new sailors to start, and we're looking for people who want to become officers. And I'm, on my cruise, I'm always encouraging people. To upgrade, like I say, my my parents are teachers, so (laughs) I love to help people and and teach and encourage them. So they come and uh, on my crew, and I uh, my chief officer is the one who uh, works with the trainings. But I encourage him if I talk to him. He encourages them, and if he'll go down and spend time reviewing. You know, questions for their tests because you have to take tests. I forgot to mention that, I guess, but you oh, you get your okay. practical experience and then you go in and take the tests. Mm-hmm. And you can take, um, go to the Maritime Academy programs, the local ones are the national ones, and then there are schools. Or you can study on your own. But there are tests. Okay. Lots of tests. <laughs> so it's a lot. Yeah. Know, kind of constant. <laughs> and, and because I like to learn, that part actually suited me.
0: And... Yeah, I was going to ask about any sort of big challenges you find um, in your line of work, but it sounds like just keeping up with all the the training <laughs> is always a challenge. And then you mentioned the stress mm. of being in charge of everything that's happening right. on the boat.
1: Well, uh, working the San Juan Islands when I was a chief mate was particularly challenging. And um, there's some narrow passageways like lost paths that you have to learn to navigate and I would even uh, sometimes get to work on the Sydney, um, and of course the Sydney vessel, and it would stop in Friday Harbor. But that's a whole another deal when you you check into a whole different traffic system and you go into Canada. Oh wow! Yeah, I didn't know that. Okay. And it's different waters, and uh... <laughs> and it's just really fun and rewarding. And then of course every time you land the boat, it's interesting <laughs> and challenging. And of course, the wind and the current are. Constant effects. This time of year is pretty quiet, but in the winter you're always, you know, being challenged by the weather and the current and the tides. Is winter kind of the more the more challenging? Well, yeah, because time, of storms. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And then I did work one of the, one of the most uh, interesting parts of my career was when I worked on the passenger only boat because they're a lot oh, more subject yeah. to the current, and the wind, and I was just work starting to work master, and uh, I thought that would be a good thing to do, right? practiced my boat handling skills, and it was, but it's really affected by the wind and the current. <laughs> Smaller boat, yeah, faster, yeah. So that was challenging, and I had people mentoring me, okay, which I'm really grateful for, and uh, and it did, it really improved my boat handling. And was that
0: the PO boat from Vashon to?
1: It was Battle? indeed yeah. cool.
0: I take that one a lot. <laughs> yeah,
1: but it started. It was not this boat because King County runs this boat but it was a state ferry and it was, came from Eagle Harbor. So we'd start Eagle Harbor and then come in the morning, come to Vashon and take loads to Seattle. And in the afternoon we'd go to Seattle and bring loads back to Vashon. Wow.
0: Well, I'd love to know a little bit more about your life as Marsha on Vashon, because <laughs> I know you've got a whole lot of other, other passions. Mm-hmm. So I'd love to start with in your general thoughts of What it's like to live on Vashon, having come
1: from Eastern Washington? Did you take to it right away? And Um, yes, I enjoyed Eastern Washington because it was a farm community. It wasn't real, real big. I mean, we moved from Spokane to Moses Lake, and and I liked the smaller town. So when I came here, I was really looking for a community that wasn't huge, and and I also wanted to be able to have my horse, (laughs) which got me my job. and it got me my first cabin on the island, too. And then I wanted to play music and be involved in the art community. I actually wanted to be an artist, too. Oh, wow. Yeah, <laughs> and I was going to take uh, art lessons. But I ended up doing a lot more music because I was, already had that in my background. And so, yeah, I, I got this one position where I had Friday, Saturday, and Sundays off. Well, no, Friday nights, Saturday, Sunday's. So, I could play music Friday nights, Saturday nights, play old time music. Sundays, I could play jazz and play for church. And if there was a horse show on Saturday, Sunday, I could do that too. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, not at the same time, but.
0: So, no relaxation. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah, it was the happiest times, you know. Oh, fine. Because so, there I had my Vashon community, I had my music, and I had my horses. Okay.
0: And when you talk about playing music, were you or are you a part of a band, or do you do this independently?
1: Well, uh, if you play music on Vashon and you're willing, you'll become a part of a band pretty quick. <laughs> 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 you're really busy, yeah. And uh, and I love that. Yeah, I I played um, cello growing up and piano. Before I came here, I learned bass a little bit. Oh, Just wow. to play folk bass. And when I came here, I got invited to play in the chamber orchestra, and they needed a bass player. Mm. So I ended up playing bass. This is many, many years ago when it was just starting. And then um, I got involved in some bluegrass. It was actually off-island, but I learned some old-time bluegrass-type songs with the bass. And then I got involved in an old-time band here that a lot of people knew, Bob and the Garage Boys, and I got to play bass with them. Wow. And that was really fun. Um, I also got involved in the big band, the Portage Phil, because they had no piano player. (laughs) I didn't know how to play jazz, swing, or any of those chords. But they have the music all printed out so I could read the music. And I practiced with them because they just needed a rehearsal pianist. And then they said they'd find someone for the actual performances. Okay. Well, then a performance came up. It was their 10th your anniversary of playing at the Islander that used to be across the street. Well, we really need you to play. And I'm going, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I <practiced>, Prime time. <laughs> I practiced for like three or four days solid. Oh, wow. I was pretty terrified. But I learned the music, you know. So we played the concert and, uh, you know, played my parts pretty well. And afterward, one of the trumpet players, he came up, he said, you know, We got lost a few times because we were a little rusty, you know, but you kept on track the whole time. (laughs) It was a huge compliment. And I said, oh my gosh, I did okay.
0: (laughs) So that was everyone on track. That that was was pretty
1: amazing. My first uh, performance with a big band.
0: (laughs) And. I mean, obviously, the music uh, <clears throat> community is very strong on Vashon, but mm-hmm. I would say the probably the only one that rivals it is the horse community, <laughs> which you're also a part of.
1: It's pretty amazing, yeah. 2,000 horses on the island there, estimate, and so many people involved, and so many kids, you know, like I've helped with my horses, and um, and I I do therapeutic work now with people more. Oh, cool. That's one of the things I studied in graduate school was therapeutic effect of nature and animals on people and groups of people and families. And I have a family coming this week to work with the horses and just brush them and let the kids ride, but got grandma and grandpa and the parents and grandkids coming and they come every year. And I have uh, a few lessons. I teach mostly horse training, how to train a horse safely. Okay. Natural horsemanship. And then I've done horse shows in the past. I don't... I haven't been doing them lately, but, um, yeah, I just love doing almost anything. And Moses Lake, I used to herd cattle for my friends' folks that were farmers. <laughs> and I just, that's like my favorite thing in the world. Really? I, oh, yeah, I love <laughs> herding cows. And then we'd, uh, if, uh, if I was lucky, I'd get to go horse packing in the mountains, you know, just, I was in a drill team in high school. It was really, really fun. And do you
0: have horses that you own right now? I have three. Yeah. Three, okay. Mm-hmm. And what are their
1: names? Um, I have Jazzy, who is a mare. Okay. And she's Arabian, seven-eighths Arabian, and part saddlebred. And then I have a pro, P-R-O pro, and he's a purebred Arabian. Okay. And then I have a horse named Beowulf. (laughs) (laughs) Beowulf is a trecaner, and that's a military horse, cavalry horse from Europe. But they use him a lot for dressage and jumping.
0: And are you affiliated with any of the stables on the island?
1: Well, I have, a, you know, some friends that have stables. And I used to work with young kids, you know, okay. just like one at a time or give lessons. And, and then once they get to where they really wanted to do more equitation, I had sent them to one of my uh, friends, you know. Okay. You know, CC's one of my friends at Joel Cunningham and, you know, people like that. But I've gotten quite a few kids started, <laughs> and then I send them on to instructors. And I have worked with people, too, that may have some fear or they may have had an injury. And I love to bring people back into the horse activities if they've lost their confidence. Yeah. And one of my horses has some trust issues from not being handled properly. And I like bringing him along and developing trust in him. I had a young student this year riding him that he just adored. And he just is blossoming, you know. So, I like to help people and horses and help them together.
0: Yeah. And then and nurturing mm-hmm. and teaching, like you yeah. got from your parents. I'm exactly. sure. Yeah.
1: And I'd love to do um, a team building, corporate team building, because doing equine assisted team building for corporate groups is one of the most effective team buildings that you can do.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: But I'm not set up for that right now, but that was always one of my dreams.
0: Well, whenever you do retire, I think you clearly have a lot <laughs> a lot to keep you busy. That's
1: yeah, well, theoretically it's October 1st, but I still oh, okay. have some paperwork to get in, yeah. All right. Yeah.
0: Well, I guess we'll know. We'll know how you'll be keeping yourself busy after that.
1: <laughs> oh, and then on the side I play for churches too, so. Okay. Yeah, I played for Lutheran Church many many years as my church. Okay. And then I play currently uh, for the Presbyterian Church. I play pipe organ. And for them, and then I'll record the pipe organ <laughs> playing and send the video. And then they'll I'll be at work on Sunday morning and they'll be playing my video for their church. Oh, so, wow, like, the
0: days we live in. That was
1: pretty different. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Absolutely. Mm. Well, we end every show with a fun kind of lightning round of questions. Are you game for it? I think I am. Awesome. <laughs> So, the first question is, do you have a favorite beverage here on
1: Vashon? I've been drinking a lot of coffee lately, okay because it helps me with navigating ferries <laughs> that <laughs> early in the morning. Yeah. I'm getting awake right <laughs> so yeah i'm I'm really liking my lattes and my Americanos. Do you have any go to spots on the island that you
0: like uh, to frequent?
1: Depends on how late I am for work. <laughs> But on the way through, uh, of course, Minglement's not far from my place, so that's a really good one. Okay. But if I get to town, oftentimes I'll hit Cafe Luna. If I'm really late, I'll hit the bakery. And now we have the Mermaid, too, on the north end. So if I'm (laughs) super late,
0: I'll run in there
1: after I park and walk down to the dock. Okay.
0: (laughs) Excellent. A few different options are always Mm -hmm. good. Yeah.
1: And if you're not
0: at home or work, where can people most often find you on the island? Do you have any favorite spots that you like to visit?
1: Well, sometimes I hang out at Manglement and just on the porch, you know, and yak with people. Mm -hmm. Sometimes at my friend's stable, Bay Breeze Stable, watching my friends ride there. And of course, I practice at churches. Sometimes I'm hanging out at the churches and... Different, yeah, kinds of groups related to that. Um, I love to go to Point Robinson Okay, yeah. and go to the beach and uh, wander the beach. I lo- Also, I love to walk uh, trails like Island Center Forest, you know, Burton Acres. I mean, there are a lot of nice trails now. Yeah, there really
0: are. It's been a nice place to ride out COVID oh, yeah. and quarantine yep. and everything. And do you have a pet peeve about island living?
1: The fairies. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Even the ferry captain yeah. says the fairies.
1: Yeah. No, I love. <laughs> I still love riding the fairies. And I, when I was up in Anacortes for a couple years, and they're, you're on an island there, but you don't know it. You know, there's a highway that goes across the water there. And um It's a a lot more accessible. And I realized, oh, this is kind of a nice break from, (laughs) you know, being restricted and when you can come and go and just going, oh, do I really want to go off-island? You know, it's going to be at least a three-hour round trip. So um, it's nice to get away that way. Yeah. But it's nice to come home.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I feel that. I feel that. And do you have a favorite Vashon Island tradition?
1: Well, I... Kind of love strawberry festival, mm. and I know it's not like it used to be. Although this year was very island oriented, <laughs> and a lot of us really appreciated that. But it used to be almost, you know, all island musicians, island people in the parade, and you know, so, you know, if, there might be a band from off island or the Cossacks or something. But really, island oriented festival. I, I love that part, and hopefully, we'll get back to a little more island oriented. Very nice.
0: And where can people find you to learn more about you and your work? <laughs> I, you know,
1: they can have my contact information, my okay. email, and call me or email me. All right. or Text me.
0: <laughs> All right. Yeah. Reach out to me if you need to get in touch with Marsha. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming in today. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for asking. And thank you for listening. Again, this is Inspired Island on Voice of Vashon KVSH 101.9 FMLP. Until next time, stay inspired.